We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Monday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio, kicking off the uh, final work week prior to uh, fall camp that begins on uh, on Saturday. So we actually are getting close to football season now. We're going to allow it starting this week. Not really with media days, but now we are uh, we're there. So we uh, have a busy week on the pod. Our inaugural interview with uh, Chance Campbell this week. Keith Carter joining us this week as well. So getting into football season, getting into uh, the topic a little bit as we uh, as we move forward. We'll, we'll play it tomorrow, but I talked to Chance this morning, and they report late Wednesday, I believe. Uh-huh. And I think he said that they start practice Saturday, okay. which would make sense because – couple days later than others because of when they start yeah you have 30 see the don't for those that are going to be sticklers yeah. here to details go if for the it. mass wrong the mass wrong it's either 30 or 31 days that you have as a group that you can have from your first practice to your kickoff of your first game and you have see the 27 or 28 practices that are allowed okay like actual practices like that's why they you know you can't do two a days anymore I guess you could, but you would use two of your practices on the same day. But there are things you can do meeting-wise that don't technically count as a practice, yes. right? Yes, so they'll use the indoor yeah, right. a lot, like in the... For walkthroughs and the, whatnot. Because I, I think Ole Miss practices practices in the morning. Yeah. And then you can come back in the evening and you can do walkthroughs and such. They allow some leniency on teaching. You use, yes, yeah. you can't use a football. Yeah, I think that is the rule, right. Like you have to use like a, a rolled-up sock or something. Yeah. I think that is the rule. And you can't have any pads of any sort, no helmets or anything in that second walkthrough thing. But that's fine. Two-a-days are really sort of archaic if you think about them. In a, You don't miss those days from high school? No. Not the glory days that you you, you long for and think back to? No. And if you, you, you get done with the practice in the morning, you're dying, I mean, almost literally of a heat stroke. You're like, hey, you're completely free to go after 10 100s. And it's like, oh, for the love of God. I mean, like, uh, oh, jeez. But then I think you can, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of the rule. I mean, you, they get plenty of film and stuff 
And the and the practice, if you think about it, the practice between by the time it starts to the time it ends is often mm-hmm. three hours, three and a half hours. So it's 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 plenty. Yeah, you're footballed out by the end of the day. Yeah, they, they, they they get enough. You're ready. You're ready when that. Uh, that is a good point. It's fall camp, and it's a good 95 with like 128 heat index during during some of these days. There's nothing fall about camp whatsoever. Right yeah, now. I always wondered why we would not call it summer camp or even August camp. Well, because I mean, summer camp is a you know it's kind of a, a known thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of a, t- a term anyway. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Because if you just drop somebody down, fall, and said so this is fall. And said, okay, what does that mean? Okay, well, we have four seasons. Yeah. And summer is the hot season. Yeah. That guy would go, whoa, whoa. What is July around this Wait, joint? What, yeah. This is fall? <laughs> what the hell is summer? <laughs> I mean, that would be a more than fair question. You know, that would, if, the, if the person asked that question, you'd say, you know, you got a really good point. I mean, they, they, you would have no, you know, you wouldn't say, right, don't be a wimp. You would say, no, it's, you, your, your point is valid. Yeah. I mean, it's heat stroke land. Heat stroke land. So uh, before we get too carried away, I'll tell you about the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in uh, Oxford. Remember to uh, try out their new self-checkout. It's been going on a, a few days now. A lot of heard a lot of good things. Get in and out as fast as possible there with the Blue Sky location here in Oxford. So self- check yourself out. Don't worry about it. Neil and I are both proponents of the self-checkout. So uh, head in uh, on Highway 6 and see what it can do for you while you're doing that. Download the Speed Pass Plus app. Earn some points. Save some money there with the Oxford Exxon and all Blue Sky locations in Mississippi. And remember... Each weekday, five sixty nine, two sides bread, thirty two ounce drink for the lunch special there at the Oxford Exxon, and coming to from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. Six six two two five seven nineteen hundred. Six six two two five seven nineteen hundred. Call that number. Ask for our buddy Corey Clark. As of last week, and I haven't talked about this with Corey in the last few days because we were both sort of commiserating over our shared agony of the end of the Cubs franchise. Mm-hmm. Um. They had trucks available. So if you're looking for a truck for a while, supply has been an issue. It's still a little bit of an issue, but it's less of an issue now. So give them, give them a call. Get a quote on whether you're looking for an F-150 or an Explorer or whatever the case may be. And um, get a quote. The rest is up to you. You can shop it around or you can do what I've done. What I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. Guest will join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline throughout the course of the week. Rafters on the water is open. I know that uh, Caroline was out there on Saturday or Sunday with her friends. Sunday, maybe, uh, with her friends. A lot of people there, really um, pretty views, frozen daiquiris, frozen margaritas, uh, rafters on the square open as well, and then also rafters in New Albany. So if you need your rafters fixed, there's plenty of places to go and get it. Uh, yeah, John Haynes in the transfer portal. What it means is that he was falling down the depth chart, um, and he had been passed by some other guys. And look, that's that's that that, that is the world we live in now. Um, as it used to be that's kind, kind of, of a phrase, Houston used to nut. Say. That's a Houston yeah, nut saying. The world we live in, I think, it is a Houston thing. You know, in this world that we live in, yeah. As opposed to, the like, world as we opposed don't to live the world in. that we don't live in, which would be a far more interesting conversation right now, Houston. So it's that, and it's good for Ole Miss because, frankly, it means you have better players amongst your – you're too deep for the most part. So, yeah, look, it's just going to happen. Transfer portals are uh, are not going anywhere. Hopefully John finds a, a good landing spot somewhere to uh, to close out his uh, his career. Um, speaking of transfer portals, Kel Baker also uh, announcing his transfer today, the That's Ole it. Miss uh, infielder. He's headed to Ohio University to uh, – conclude his uh his career with the bobcats hope you people are happy 
Ran him off. You ran him um, off. Good job. He started at Cincinnati, was at Ole Miss, then ends up back in Ohio there. Um, well, you know, there's nothing quite like message board snark when it comes to the baseball program. And the first response I see after his uh, his Instagram thing was mentioned was, they don't have sliders in Ohio, question mark. So, I mean, it, like, there's nothing like the pissed off baseball snark that we get around here from time to time. So, uh, you know, look, it's what we say all the time. I mean, uh, I'm drinking a bubbly. I'm drinking a sparkling. Yeah, water. I went and looked. I was like, no, nah, it's not a not a Fanta. It's not a Fanta. <laughs> I'm, uh, when was the last time you had a Fanta? Are you orange or grape Fanta? Orange. Um, my favorite soft fruit, like whatever flavored soft drink flavors are strawberry, then or an orange, then strawberry, then grape in that order. Um, it's why I'm trying to trick myself that this is a strawberry soda. I don't, until I get this run out of the way next month, I'm, I, I'm not drinking any calories, literally like I, anything I drink is calorie free. So I, I'm, I don't have a lot of soft drinks hardly ever, but I, have a little bit of a soda craving occasionally and it's just carbonated enough to kill that soda craving so i can make myself think i'm having a coke is kind of what i'm doing but i get it yeah it's all good so yeah that's what i'm that's what i'm drinking uh yeah everything's fine i'm all i'm all good uh when's your run uh september 5th the day before the first football game oh yeah sunday morning that's the one in tupelo yes yeah starts at 5 a.m 5 a.m 14 and a half miles. 14.2. 14.2. I don't really know why. Because that's really random. I, I looked at the route and I thought, because there's a marathon going on as well at the same time that's actually a Boston qualifier. Okay. But I don't know. I don't know why they're turning us around there instead of somewhere else. I, I can't really figure it out. I'm spending a lot of time in Tupelo these days. Where do you, where's the run? It's out in the Chesterville, Inville area, like out by the country club, like okay. out on that highway nine kind of side of town out there. So you don't ever like weave in and out of Tupelo. No, I think it's almost all rural country stuff. I don't know. I, I, I know nothing other than looking at the map. I was told by somebody it was pretty flat. Well, that would be good. Yeah. I was told by somebody pretty flat. So, but pretty rural and running at five in the morning is kind of dark. Could be kind of like horror movie-ish a little bit in yeah. the middle of nowhere and dark. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I know. Um, there's a there's a decent thought for that. So we'll see. Uh, speaking of question, I don't want to pass up some of you guys in the stream. A, I'm not eating them right now. But B, I find the Oreo to be fairly overrated. Um, Probably the hottest take I've had, maybe from a food standpoint on the show, compared to most Just people. Oreos in general. Are yeah, overrated. I'm not a huge Oreo fan. Like, I'm look. There's a thousand different whatever, but I don't know how else to say it. I'm not a big like whether it be donuts, Oreos, or or whatever. I'm not big on like cream filled desserts at all. I okay, said, go ahead. <laughs> I had no other way to say that, so it is what it is. I um. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it should be a real cool, crisp day. You're right, Chet. Like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I might need like shirt changes at some point in the middle of this thing. But you uh, can't change your shirt because you got the thing pinned to your shirt. I could pin it to my shorts. I guess you could. But I mean, where am I putting a shirt? I mean, like, no, I have the no. The problem way with to... pinning it to your shorts is that drives you crazy because you feel the thing moving around on your thigh. I've never actually put one on my shorts before. I experimented with okay. it one time and hated you like it. it. Hated okay. it. Yeah, I find the Oreo to be fairly overrated because I'm not big on, like, the middle. And the cookie, it's not sweet, but it's not, like, good. 
dark chocolate or like rich, if you will. Like I, I just, I don't know. I find the two different pieces of an Oreo, neither one overly f- fulfilling. And I'm also not a milk dipper, so maybe that's what I'm missing. Maybe I'm not moistening it correctly prior to uh, to eating it. But if you have to moisten it, doesn't that already isn't that an indication that it's inferior? If it requires an extra outside step that doesn't come with the cookie itself, yeah, because it's not like they give you the twelve ounce milk right, with right. your cookie, right? It's not like if you order wings, they typically bring the sauce with the wings <laughs> as an accoutrement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you order or you go to the store and you buy Oreos when you check out, they don't give you milk with it. It's not like a throw in. You have to go buy that separately. Mm-hmm. Chips Ahoy much preferred to Oreos. It's not even a not even a question. Moneybag Tots says it's a child's cookie. That's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah. I guess. But what cookies aren't child's cookies? Like Fig Newtons? I mean, like what are we what are we talking about? God, I haven't had a Fig Newton since I was a child. Have you not? No. I don't mind a Fig Newton too bad. That's, that's all right. I'm trying to think the last time I had a cookie like that, what was it? I like Nutter Butters. They still make those? Yeah. Those are good. I don't really have a hot take on Oreos, just whatever. I just it's not my thing. But I didn't really thought about whether they were overrated or underrated or rated at all. <laughs> it got hidden, but Brian says dip your Oreo in your weird ass orange drink. Maybe you'll like it. That's probably fair there. It's strawberry. It's not orange. It's strawberry. <laughs> have you not gotten into are you gotten into the seltzer thing or you kind of avoid it? Um I mean, it's just water. It's not. No, I mean, I've done. Like Laura will have a cooler full of like seltzers and stuff. There's there's a couple that are okay, but that's not my thing. Larry Joe, we this is. Let me wait, 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 except for the Cathead seltzers, they're fantastic. <laughs> I highly recommend them. I didn't mean the alcoholic ones. I meant the I meant the non-alcoholic version over here. I mean, I'm not downing uh, alcohol here. At, no, at I'm either going to just drink water or water. Okay. I don't dip my Oreos in ketchup. Yeah, this is, we do not disparage the good name of Jameis Winston on this podcast. So the Oreos are not the Jameis Winston of cookies. He says you get excited for them, then you put them in play, and you're like, "Well, they're okay, I guess." Um, well, if they were really, a, if they were really, really the, Jameis, we get we get wild swings. Well, what one you cookie is fantastic, just, and the next is an you abomination. Would just take your Oreos and throw them to the other team, and then you would truly have the Jameis Winston of cookies. Over or under 20 interceptions for Jameis this year? Over. 25. Over. Well, now we have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> That's one and a half a game. If you'd gone to 30, I'd have said under. Okay. Yeah, that look that's ex- that's exactly it, Chet. You're just I'm just trying to I'm trying to trick my mind right here. That's all we're that's all we're doing. Uh, anyway, I don't know. I'm getting lost in the Oh, Peach and Ehi is good. Those are good. Yeah. Not your thing either? No. I liked, I liked the grape Fanta as a kid. Did you? Yeah. Like new grape? Yeah. Okay. It was good. Orange soda, grape soda. In many ways, I liked it better than like Coke and Dr. Pepper and all that stuff. Any other uh, local news before we move on? Or is that pretty much it? <laughs> It's a hell of a segue. Well, I mean, look, a couple dudes are... Oh. (laughs) Uh, No, that's about it. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. 
I mean, the whole John Haynes thing, I, I don't want to like beat up on John Haynes. I, you beat up on Kel Baker when you're not beating up on John Haynes. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, he's on his best day, he was an average SEC safety. Yeah. No, it's good for Ole Miss. On his very best day. I wrote this on the board, and I hate this because it's not fair to the kid because he didn't do anything wrong, but the fact that he played so much the past two seasons is sort of symbolic of how bad they were. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he can't play on this defense because he can't get on the field, and that's why he's leaving, is probably emblematic of the influx of talent that they've brought in. Have you still been given any indication of what we might be experiencing from a camp standpoint, coverage, anything? Heard a word? No. I haven't either. I mean, I'm not a word. Which means it could be in flux. That's speculation. I don't know that. I'm just talking. My guess would be it's in flux. I mean, if you made me guess today. You think it looks a lot like last year? More and more, I'm guessing that's going to look a lot like last year, almost to the point where, <laughs> I mean, you and I spent the summer like coming up with plans, and I spent a little time this weekend thinking, well, are we going to do the same thing we just did again? Hell, I don't know. I mean, look, here's the thing. At some point, money matters. And I can't imagine at this point, we'll ask Keith, who I'm sure will look at us with daggers coming out of his eyes. Are you having to reconsider the stadium, the stadium, the grove, the capacities? Are you going to have to put limitations on suites? Not that those were enforced a year ago, but are you back to having to talk about those things? And frankly, that's a boys' question more than a Keith question. Mark said he's currently listening to the show, walking around Mall of America. We we, we need some sort of hashtag with all the crazy places y'all y'all are around the country. You ever been to the Mall of America? I have never been to the. I, I did not go while I was in. I've only been to Minneapolis that one time, and I did yeah. not. I did not go in while I was there. I've been to the Mall of America with Jay Tate. Do they still have the. They still have the roller experience. coaster. Yeah, they had a roller coaster. Is it still operational? It was then. Been a minute since we were there. Yeah, you're like oh two something like that. Yeah, something like that. Bought a Minnesota University of Minnesota hockey shirt that I wore all the time. You wore it? Oh, everywhere. Like a t-shirt? Yeah, or like a sweater. It was like a long sleeve t-shirt. I wore it all the time. It was great. You're not big on doing that though. You don't. You don't need to like buy shirts or souvenirs or anything. Mm-hmm. Most places you go, unless it's some random. Unless it's just something that makes me, it appeals to me for some crazy reason. Yeah, it's sensory overload there. I remember it. It was huge. I mean, how big are we talking? It was massive. I don't. I mean, it's it's like a city practically. I mean, the shopping mall in general has become an outdated concept. So, except there, I think that one's still really. Well, I think that one's still roaring. Mark could correct us in the thread, but. Oh, Malaysia counts. I don't know if we have a ton of listeners in Malaysia over the course of the, the time. Sometimes I'll look on SoundCloud to see, see where, where our listeners are, up. and it's it's all, all over the place. Yeah, which is always sort of surprising. What kind of shape was Hazeltine then, Mark? We're just reading from the stream now. Um. All right, we'll get into a few couple other topics uh, here in a uh, in a second. Um, what? <laughs> I was laughing at Brian's post. What are you laughing at? He says, I usually listen to the pod when I walk around the dangerous parts of ATL just to get a rush. 
podcast brought to you in part by Community Mortgage, 662-234-2704. You can contact Jason at that number for, uh, uh, sorry, a leader in condo financing. You get uh, all underwriting processing done in Memphis. You can local underwriting understands your market and much, much more, including the float down option. It allows you to lock in the current rate. But if rates go down before you close, you get that lower rate. You can also find him at J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. We told you guys back in the spring when uh, the folks at Dead Soxy left us for a little while that it was just a hiatus. They would be back, and they are. Dead Soxy is back. The best socks you will ever put on your feet, whether it's the no-shows or the regular formal fashion socks. The ones that uh, will stay up, they will not go. To, they will not fall down. They will stay up all day. They're fantastic. You'll love them. We'll tell you a lot more about what's going on at Dead Soxy uh, here in the next few days and over the course of the next few weeks. But for now, know that you can go to deadsoxy.com, enter promo code REBELGROVE at checkout. It's one word, REBELGROVE, at checkout for 25% off your entire order. Uh, Seven South Tailgating, speaking of the Grove, they'll be there to serve all your tailgating needs this fall. It's your one-stop shop for all things tailgating at Ole Miss. Seven South provides a level of service that is unlike any other. Their team is passionate about serving fellow Rebels, and it shows. If you use their service once, you'll never tailgate without them again. To lock in a tailgating package for the fall, you can visit their site, sevensouthtailgating.com, or you can feel free to call them directly at 662-321-1684. Let's see. We're brought to you by uh, Game Changer Patch Company. Game Changer developed their own custom blend for for, uh, treating, not creating, treating hangovers several years ago to help reduce dehydration, prevent sleep deprivation, and help process alcohol. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available on the market. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink, and the overtime patch is used after you've been drinking and while you sleep. They're based on the science of preventing hangovers to include the highest quality ingredients sourced by the reputable manufacturers in the United States and the U.K. Try it for yourself. You'll love it. I've tried it. It works. I went to the beach. May have drank some at the beach. May have incorporated the uh, help of the people at Game Changer to make that. Did you? I, I did. I did, if I'm honest. I mean, if you want to shame me about it, do it. No, I'm good. But I did, and it worked. Helped me get up the next day and start right back again. So you can do that as well. Gamechangerpatch.com, enter promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. We're also brought to you by ACS. Automation and Control Systems, LLC, Clay McNutt, and the folks in Baldwin, Mississippi. ACS is a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. They have a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. They can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and so much more. To learn more, go to acsllc.com. I'm sorry, ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. And don't forget, you can be a part of history this summer with the Oxford Park Commission. They're hosting their first fall volleyball league for girls. It goes October through November. The leagues are open for girls 9 to 14. The cost to take part is just $50 per player. Visit OxfordParkCommission.com. 
to find out additional information or to sign up. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. That's kind of am. Uh, all right. Let's see what else uh, we got. Uh, let's start with number one uh, football recruit in the country. That is uh, Quinn Ewers. He uh, is from South Lake Carroll there in Texas. And he was a 2022 kid. He has reclassified to 2021. He's currently getting his uh, his online uh, high school diploma, whatever he's got to do to be eligible at Ohio State. And he is uh, he is starting with the Buckeyes as quickly as possible and trying to get into the competition with uh, three other players there for the quarterback spot. Ohio State obviously uh, trying to replace their quarterback, and none of the three have ever taken a college snap. So I guess in some ways he will be in the middle of that. But he's doing it because of NLI, because they are saying that he will make close to a million dollars over the course of the next year is the projections for uh, Quinn Ewers if he goes to Ohio State early. Even if he doesn't start? That is correct. And Texas is one of the uh, states. This is this is interesting to me. Okay. Texas, one of the few states that completely forbids high school players from NIL, NIL, NIL not NLI, NIL deals. Okay. Um, most states will allow it to some extent to allow you to maintain your When I correct you, you're supposed to yell at me. Okay? Is that how we do this? I corrected you. Yell at me. Get, get worked up. And so yeah. this is a magenta story we're, uh, we're, we're, we're talking about here. Um, with, with, with oh, this Mr. is a Ewers. blue story. It's a blue story? Yeah. Like blue chip? Yeah, I guess. I, I, scarlet? I get confused as to what's what on the scarlet. color wheel. But it feels scarlet. Yeah. Right? Uh, it's, it's kind of a periwinkle. Periwinkle. Yeah. Okay. So, Texas, of all places, limiting its high school players, as important as that sport is in Texas, is interesting to me. It that, is. That, that is odd that they would have legislation that has done that. Um, however, in saying that, obviously he's worth more at Ohio State in any capacity than he would be at a Texas high school. I don't know that we're going to see this in abundance, but... How real do you feel like this is beyond this isolated case that it is an unintended consequence of what has happened? Oh, that's a good way to phrase it. Um, well, look, he's obviously an elite five-star player, and as you said, there aren't just reams of those, but he's not the only one. I mean... I'm going here because he's a natural comparison. Okay. Okay. If you're Arch Manning or someone like Arch Manning, not Arch specifically, sure. although he would certainly apply. He could find an, an, a deal. I'm, I'm going to guess that he could get an NIL, NIL deal. And people go, well, you know, they already have a lot of money. Okay, okay, fair enough. What about the kid who doesn't? Mm-hmm. So now the kid who... Is going to be the big five star in high school, and there's usually what ten, fifteen of them every year. Sure. What's the incentive for them to stay if they can get out early? Some can't, but if you can, why are you staying? I mean, I would argue because you only get to go through high school once. But we've talked about this before. If you're the big five star football star. It gets criticized by the hard school football people, and I get it. But if you're the big five-star football star, and I'm playing a little devil's advocate here, uh, Chase. Yeah, sure. Isn't it tempting to not get on the field and risk injury? 
isn't it tempting to go either hang out a year and get yourself ready and or if you're going to risk injury, go to the college game where you can get an NIL deal? At least get paid? I'm not saying I advocate it necessarily. I'm sitting here thinking about it as we go, but Sure. I mean, I get it. I get what I get why Quinn Ewers would go, Hey, I love you guys at South Lake Carroll, but says uh, Ewers is the first football prospect to hopscotch high school to college early in order to take advantage of NIL. Whether that becomes a trend remains to be seen. He and his family were clear in an earlier interview with Yahoo Sports that they wanted Ewers to play a senior year of high school and be able to capitalize off his NIL. We don't need the money, quote, Ewers told Yahoo Sports. It's just the principle of it. The family disagreed with the ruling from the University Interscholastic Association, which runs Texas high schools. They defended the uh, sorry the UIL defended a lot of ILs. I'm getting a little confused. Yeah. The UIL defended the ruling as an interpretation of the recent state law passed on name, image, and likeness. An official told Yahoo, "We do not make state law." Among the deals now available, the Ewers include cash and equity from Holy Kombuka, a local company. Ewers had uh, has also had significant memorabilia deals lined up and interest from national companies. Oh, he's already got a deal with the kombucha. Yeah, that is company. Correct. Yeah. You ever had that stuff? I have not. I haven't either. The girls love it. Oh, really? Yeah. Um. So yeah. When I say the girls, the the two girls in my house is what I I mean. I don't mean all girls. I'm sorry if it came across as an all-encompassing. No, I knew you comment. You kind of pointed when you said it, so did I? Okay. I guess people can't see you do that, but yeah, I interpreted it the way you uh, the way you intended. Yeah, it says uh, Ewers moved to college. Marks is one of the first major reverberations of the NCAA passing legislation nearly a month ago, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, expected to make nearly a million dollars in the next year for endorsements. Oh, Again, you got to go. Which he can't while playing high school football in Texas. Is he good enough to play at Ohio State right away? Or are they going to sit him or what? I don't know. I mean, they're going to let him compete. Some of his problem, though, is he hasn't actually gotten eligible yet. I mean, who knows how long the dang NCAA is going to take to pass him in the class of clearinghouse. I mean, if I'm him, I'm really I mean, we, ha- we haven't had that story in a while, but that used to be an annual occurrence of, hey, what what day is the clearinghouse going to decide? Oh, it used to, to be the first question you asked in the little every pull away at, at media days. Yeah. Hey, How so-and-so? <laughs> hey, what's going on with your clearinghouse, guys? That really got cl- – it's, it's amazing. We, we haven't <laughs> really thought about that. It really got cleared up about eight years ago or so, and it's just not a thing for the most part. For the most part, you either get eligible or really, – really, you just get eligible – and if you don't, it's kind of an abomination where you were never close to being eligible. Yeah. There's very little middle ground anymore. Used to be like you just waited and waited oh. and waited. There would be it'd be a storyline. I mean, I hate to like say names because I could be wrong and somebody be like, hey, that wasn't me. But like I can remember like big names every single year. Hey, Clearinghouse, 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 Clearinghouse. Well, we're back like in- your Nick Brazzles of the world where it's like, hey. <laughs> we would have Houston twice a day. You know, you talk to him in the morning and then again that night. And you'd ask him again, and he'd look at you like, come on. People think you're being, you're being funny, but no, we get Houston a lot. We got a lot of Houston. Oh, it's crazy. Well, it became that running joke on Thursdays, because we would, we, we would do the Sunday afternoon teleconference, yeah. which, okay, I actually understand that yeah. one. Because you it get was, injury stuff out of the way. That, was that's actually, not a bad one. It was actually helpful. And then you get the big Monday presentation, and then on Tuesday, you would get... Would you get him again on Tuesday? No, yeah. no, no. That was the only day. No, we got did. him on Tuesday. Was it Tuesday too? And Wednesday. And then on Thursday, it was just Houston. There were players the other days, but just on Thursday, it was Houston. And like, and I mean this real. Even Chuck had no questions. Like, 
We just stared and like finally go, hey, keys. And he's going to go, well, I got really got to run the football. Turnovers. Like, we're like, no shit. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, I looked at like, it. It became a sim of just. There was one day that Chuck wasn't there. And because he would usually like ask them. He'd meander through it. Well, he, he would do the whole, how do, how, how, how yeah. do they look? Yeah. You know, they're in shorts. They ran around. Looks like every other Thursday. And yeah. He wasn't there, and by default, Houston looked at me, and I just remember saying, I got nothing. <laughs> I mean, I mean, and I think it was one of those few moments where every... he looked at me like, well, you know what, I appreciate that, because he had nothing. It was the most nondescript day of the week every single week. I mean, the, the hay was completely in the barn. There was nothing you could ask Houston at that point. Oh, yeah. I mean, if your team's not ready on Thursday afternoon for Saturday, they're not ready. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it's the it's the football equivalent <laughs> of like the, the 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 night before the golf tournament starts and the guys out grinding on the range. You go, hey, whoa, we got a we got a problem here. Yeah, not not not, yeah. not going well. Yeah, so, some young reporter would say something like, "Did you feel like your team had a good practice?" And he would look at him like, "Come on, we didn't even use a ball." Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> he'd say, "Well, we'll find out." Well, we'll find out. Yeah, foxhole yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. I missed Houston. You know what? He, he, with with a couple of notable exceptions, of course. For the most part, he was pretty good with media. Are there some notable exceptions? Well, yeah, there was one notable exception in particular. Yeah. The day you got mad at your hat, too. He wasn't mad at the hat. He was trying to figure out what was on the hat. He was ready to be mad if his suspicions got confirmed, is what it was. Yeah, and then I had to say to him, it says LSI. It's a uh, consult- it it's my you. brother's consulting firm. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, oh. He didn't get mad at Paris wearing his NLU hat every single day to practice, no, though. Yeah, no. Man. But he was looking for something to get mad at with me. I mean, you were in the Untrustables. Look, yeah. I mean. Well, he had Clifton. Was it Clifton Ely? It was him or Beaumont. One of it wasn't Beaumont. Was it not Beaumont? No, it was Ely. I think he said, "How come you never wear Ole Miss stuff?" Was well, like, it was what? Ely, wasn't it? Yeah, he goes, "How come you never wear Ole Miss stuff?" And I was like, "Are you are you are you being serious?" He's like, "Yeah," and I, and I realized at that moment the question was coming from higher up because Clifton Ely didn't care what I wore or didn't wear. He lived in my neighborhood, for goodness' sake. Did he? Yeah. Never heard the hay was in the barn, Brian. Yeah, that's that's. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's a every high school coach in the country. Yeah, you that, that's that's a pretty normal football saying for the for the high school coach. Hayes in the barn. Yeah, I mean work's done. Yep. I've done all I can do for you. The hay is in the barn. Always like that. That was the coach's way of saying if you lose, it's not my fault. We'd get that one on Thursday. I've done all I can do for you. The hay is in the barn. It was inspirational. But you got it every week. You wouldn't mix it up where you got, I mean. It was pretty routine. Was it? Uh, best to worst media relation football coaches the last 15 years. Um, <laughs> who's the best? Uh, Depends on how you define it. Yeah. Are we talking about access or like good quotes or entertainment? I mean, access, the best was, I mean, Hugh at times or Houston. It was fine. There were no issues there. Speak for yourself. 
Well, okay, you know <laughs> what I mean. Access-wise, there was no major well, no. faux pas. Ed couldn't make his mind up. because I didn't cover him. Didn't well, cover Ed, him. one year would be, hey, USC, we're going to party, everybody come out, and then Godfrey would say something stupid, and we'd become Fort Knox the next day. He he couldn't, There, everything was so reactionary with Ed that he couldn't make his mind up on what he wanted to do. Um, and the times have just changed. Yeah. Nobody's as active and open as they were 15 no. years ago. Like, if Matt Luke's the coach in 2006, that thing's wide open. What's it like if Matt Luke's the coach now? I mean, from an access, nothing else standpoint. About what it was then. Yeah. Open. Yeah. As open as you can be in 2021. Yeah. Because, I mean, David Cutcliffe, every single practice was 100% open. The whole thing. The whole thing. Even for, like, fans? I don't know. I'm thinking media. Okay. But I know, like, media. They would go stand out at every single practice the entire time. Whew. They would stand out there every day. No, no thanks. Well, in Steven's defense, I'm pretty sure we got kicked out of practice one time because Patrick Willis was wearing a claw on his arm. Well, at some point, someone's going to notice that. That wasn't necessarily a, a, a reason to... Uh, I mean, it's kind of like when Houston got all pissed off because DT tore his knee up, and we said, hey, DT tore his knee up. Well, they couldn't hide it. Well, that's what I told Be- Beaumont that day when he was, like, mad at me. I'm like, I heard it. Like you literally heard the- Yeah, I heard it. Because we were walking off. They were kicked us out, and I said he tore his ACL. I had zeroed out. And I actually thought I did a good thing by not being specific about it in what we wrote or tweeted or whatever. That was the first time we got the, hey, shut up until it's over thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Lane is the, the first. The Lane is the first coach that I've ever covered at Ole Miss who has been tighter or more closed off than the SEC average. Ole Miss has historically been on the positive side of open, I felt like, over the course yeah, of 15 he's, years. Yeah, but he's, he learned all this from it's Saban. A Saban. It's a Saban thing. Yeah, yeah of course. Sure. But I guess that's like graded against the curve of everybody else in the league. He's the only one I would consider more closed than the league average. Pretty similar at Georgia, is my understanding. Um, Again, saving. Yeah, from talking to those guys. Yeah, I don't know. It's so weird right now because we just went through the whole COVID Zoom year. Now there's whispers that we're going to do it again. You do it two years in a row, we might never get away from it. I I don't know. I don't know how that all works. Yeah, I mean, you're two's habit in a lot of things. The best coach I ever, football coach I ever covered from an access, fairness, consistency standpoint was Tommy Tuberville. No question. He was very consistent. Very consistent. Even if he was mad at you, it was very consistent. And to Tommy's credit, when he was mad at you, he would tell you he was mad at you. And you would talk about it. And he might stay mad, but at least you talked about it. And to his credit, on a couple of occasions, he would say, you have a point. I told you, I mean, it was my first or second year covering them full-time. And it I just thought the openness of a coach knowing he was going to win a game was so funny. I mean, Neil's heard this, me say this, but we have a lot of new people over the years. Is I'd gone out on the field at Auburn, break. Ole Miss and Auburn, whatever year it was. I guess it was an Orgeron team. Well, it was an Orgeron team. And uh, Tommy walked over. I was probably by Chuck, honestly. I was probably with the spirit at the time. And... Uh, 
hey, how are you, whatever, he knew me well enough, speak, and uh, Chuck said something like, hey, you know, what do you think? You know, just something, whatever, and Tommy goes, oh, we're just trying to get out of here. He goes, we're, we'll win, but it's going to be ugly. We're just trying, we got whatever next week, whatever, whatever. And they won the game like 17-7 to 7 or something. It was like the most just nondescript, I mean, yeah. run the ball, kick a, I think it was 17-3 maybe is what it was, and it was just – they showed nothing fancy the entire time, and as the game went on, I went, "I mean, yeah, me told the truth. Yeah. They're not going. I mean, we're just we're just getting out of here. That's yeah. all we're doing today." And Tommy know. would walk over to you at practice when I was covering Auburn, and just talk. Because mm-hmm. quite frankly, he was a delegator. I mean, he was you know old school in that regard. He was kind of spurrier. He didn't do much of anything. Yeah, I mean, we, he let practice. his coaches coach, and he he could sit over there talking to you, and usually he was trying to talk about anything but the game coming up, but. If you asked, you'd get a pretty good answer. Yeah. Uh, 2007, 17-3 was the final there, actually. Yeah. So. Yeah. That was the that was the old – that was the Ed team in the final year that went 0-8 in the league. They played a couple close games, but was bad. It was yeah, the, I was a columnist at that point. So it was I the snakes in the head. Yeah. I wasn't, bowl year. I wasn't at that game. I didn't actually see Ole Miss very much after – well, that was there. October 27th. That would have only been a couple weeks before the Northwestern State game, which is actually when he got fired, when they beat Northwestern State 38-31. Yeah. And Northwestern State threw a ball into the end zone on the last play of the game. I remember that. I, re- what I, rem- I don't remember that game, but I remember I got a couple of phone calls that night from people who would know that told me that the decision had been made. It was the lowest attended game at the time I had never seen, despite covering pretty much Ed's entire tenure of low-attended games. I mean, there was – because like I told you, like the, the the lead of my story that day was that they Ole Miss had scored, thrown the ball in the end zone, and there was no students there to catch it in the stadium. Or like when they kicked the extra point, it just the ball just clunk and laid there, and no one even kind of went and got it. Nothing. It was just a bare spot in the middle of the student <laughs> section, and it's like, hey, who's going to get the ball? And it just laid there for like three minutes. And I was like, okay, because uh, back then that was like a thing. They'd kick the ball and then throw it around the stadium at Ole Miss. Like you would kick, oh, they yeah. kick the extra point of the field goal, and then they'd keep the ball and whatever, and it just went. Poof, and just sat. And sat there. Yeah, and it was like, yeah, it's because I want to say even the even the announced attendance that day was like twenty one thousand or something. I mean, it was a stupid low number, and that was that was it. I mean, yeah, the Egg Bowl was the funny one, and we can all do that, but that's yeah. I've, I've had that kind of argument with people before, and I don't. I wasn't on the beats. So I could easily be wrong, but I had some sourcing on it that was pretty good. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I don't think that game. I don't think if Ole Miss beats Mississippi State that game, that that Ed's job is saved. I still think the same decision is made. Yeah. We'll continue in uh, one second. We've uh, we've long partnered with uh, people and companies that we've used and trust. Doing that now with uh, Nickstown and Associates here in Oxford, real estate company, O'Keefe Graham, Clay DeWeese, a couple of my really good friends. They are going to sponsor something in our game weekends moving forward for uh, football as well as uh, be with us here for a while. We've uh, got some links on the sites and different things, so use their website at Nixtan to uh, find your property here in Oxford, buying or selling. I have used them multiple times on both sides of the uh, of the sale, whether it be buying side or the uh, the sell sign. So go to their site, check it out. They've got plenty of things up on the, uh, the homepage, including gallery view, map view. Talk with the agent, contact them, pick your favorite neighborhood, sort it, and uh, and more. So that's Nixtan oxford.com or give them a call at 662-392-2175 we're also brought to you by pinpoint commercial real estate based out of jackson they service the entire state and all 
commercial asset classes such as retail, office, industrial, and land. Sam Cox, B.B. Mitchell, or Ole Miss grads, they utilize their unique skill sets to execute on assignments and increase value for their clients. This week, the property spotlight is on the Village at Madison. The Village at Madison will feature roughly 60,000 square feet of restaurant, retail, and professional office space, along with roughly 75 zero-lot line residences, with Pinpoint handling the leasing for the commercial portion of the development. Development's located on the corner of Madison Parkway and Main Street. In Madison, cobblestone streets, iron railings, and gas lighting will serve as signature elements of the development. To learn more, get in touch with Sam and BB at 601-586-3220. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best-fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Raw denim jeans, custom-fit and hand-tailored in Tupelo, Mississippi. One size fits one at BlueDeltaJeans.com. Uh, go check them out and uh, get check out their new virtual tailor, and you can get measured and design your newest jeans in just a couple of minutes. And Blue Delta will make sure that you're looking good for the first kick of football season in September. Uh, podcast listeners can get 10% off your purchase using the promo code Rebel Grove, Rebel Grove at BlueDeltaJeans.com or in the Oxford studio. This is a great time of year to get a pair of Blue Delta's cotton genos in the works, so don't miss out. Also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford has been serving the Oxford area for more than 73 years. From engagement rings to wedding rings to fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more, Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. The podcast is also presented by Comer Heating and Air. It's the name you can trust. They bring more than 50 years of professional HVAC experience to Oxford, Tupelo, and the surrounding area. Um, get in touch with them. Make sure that that cooling system is running in tip-top shape, 662-801-1777. And we're brought to you by the College Corner. It's one-stop Rebel Shop, two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet. And in Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com. And you can also check them out on Facebook and Instagram. So whether you're tailgating in Oxford or uh, home gating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day with the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. And we're brought to you by the people at Pinnacle. Pinnacle based in Madison, Mississippi. They've got clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states as well. Get in touch with them at uh, mypinwealth.com. That's mypinwealth.com. Podcast is brought to you by Northeast Spark, S-P-A-R-C. Service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's nespark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone services available as well as parental controls, network security, and more. So get the best internet here locally in Oxford. Find out if you're in your area and give them a call, 662-238-3159. Five nine. Just saw a few minutes ago that uh, Patrick Mahomes has uh, retweeted the Quinn Ewers kid, and told him he looks forward to seeing him at the next level. So that's blowing up all over the uh, the internet today. Sure. Well, I mean, I mean, the more I think about it, the more I totally completely get it. I mean, a handful of high school memories not worth a million bucks. Well, no. I mean. 
He's had some memories. Uh, yeah. Well, like someone said in the thread, I mean, the prom, come on. Nobody's prom's worth a million bucks. He really I mean, likes the prom. I mean, I, I never went to the prom, so I could. I mean, how can you know? I could be I wrong, mean, but I've I've witnessed my girls go to the prom, and I never got the impression that it was worth. A you don't think they turned it down for seven figures? I feel confident in saying they would take the money. Incredibly confident in saying they would take the money. They both appear to have a strong love of money. I, I, as uh. <laughs> As as Matt said in the thread, yeah, twenty three two eight three was the attendance for Ole Miss and Northwestern State announced. You're saying there weren't that many people there. I'm saying there were eleven thousand people fewer announced than was announced at the Vanderbilt game earlier in the season in Nashville. Oh, yes, that's what I'm what I'm saying. He did beat Memphis all three times though. He went three and zero against the Tigers. Not yeah. everybody can say that. <laughs> Ole Miss trade one of those for a later one. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll promise you. Yeah. They were all nail biters. It was like 10 6, 23 21, and 13 to something or other or something. I don't know. I don't know. Something like that. Well, he had McCluster fluster in one of them, like when he took the ball and went the other way, that that thing. You you, you missed the time, Neil. You missed the time. It, it was. <laughs> I talked to someone on the Ole Miss staff uh-huh. the day after the first Orgeron game where Ole Miss beat Memphis in Memphis. Yeah, I think it was 10 to 6. Something like that. <laughs> and I said. Congratulations. And he said, for what? And I said, you won. He goes, oh, yeah, it's a train wreck. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. After the first week? First week. <laughs> he said, it's a train wreck. Well, there was a gr- <laughs> It was such a weird season in 07 because I think there was a large segment. Oh, God, we're going to move on. But, I mean, <laughs> it's not football yet, so we can reminisce if that's what you really want to call this. Um. Th- yeah, there is no football today. Yeah, no. They so don't practice whatever. today. There's such a group, though. They're starting linebackers always, in Maryland. So, and, I'm, yeah. and I'm not really criticizing. I just don't have this in me that wants to give the coach one more year no matter what. Like, it's my guy always, hey, if we just hang on a little longer. And, I mean, they went 0-8 in the league. 0-8. Like, it it was bad. I mean, it the wasn't 2011 year. bad. It was 0-7. 07. Or Tron's last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they played a lot of people – kind of close-ish. So you would get like every single week, well, if they just made those three plays, it's like, well, yeah. <laughs> because, like, Missouri beats them 38-25. That was a pretty decent Missouri team. I mean, they got beat by two touchdowns by Vanderbilt. They lost 31-17 to to Vanderbilt. But, like, Florida only beats them 30-24. to And everybody goes, oh, what, you're inside a touchdown from Florida? It's like, okay, well, you lost that one, too. And they play Georgia okay. Like, you know what I mean? And then yeah. it's like this. And then, I mean, Alabama, 27-24. Now, that was a Bama team that was – that was Shea Hodge and Shoe, I guess. That was the game. That was actually, Shea Hodge and Shoe game. I actually was at that game. Oh, was he? Yeah. yeah. Um, where were you? Were you down on the field when it happened? Were you still I was. Up? I was down on the field on the Alabama sideline on that end of the field. I was right under that end zone. So, I remember – putting my back against the wall so nothing would technically hit me. Oh, because smart. Have to, yeah, like I backed all the way up because I was standing there, and when I first started seeing it getting hit flying, I backed up because I saw Bruce Newman get hit in the shoulder with like a whiskey bottle. Ooh. And I like backed backed up against the wall at that point. So, yeah, like right there against it as it was uh, as it was going on. Um, I mean, their worst loss of the year was the was Houston. I mean, he was playing. He was coaching for me a year later, but that was the daytime fireworks game where they got beat forty-four to eight. 
Oh yeah, I remember that. When we, they they did the daytime fireworks and blew out a transformer and basically blew the entire power out of the stadium in the middle of the game. I actually was listening to that. I was driving from New Orleans to Baton Rouge to cover an LSU game. And that was all you had on the radio, apparently. And that I found that game on the radio and the out, outage happened. Yeah. And I was like, what? but it's a pretty day. It was not a good moment. Yeah. The festivities included daytime fireworks and they... We've got a couple of questions in the thread sure. about did we cover the recruit cookout thing. Um, how do I answer this honestly? Without like making people pissy. You were there. Can you help? They didn't want us there, if you will. That's correct. Um, I think that's just the nicest way to put it. There appeared to be a level of irritation uh, on the coaching staff's part that was directed at some earlier happenings. At some earlier occurrences that week with involving media and recruiting coverage. I don't know any other way to say this. I'm that's trying right. to be yeah, very yeah, diplomatic. Yeah. Um, Zach talked to some guys, confirmed people's presence. There's one story that's up at rebelgrove.com. There's two more that are in the system that I'm going to edit literally the moment we finish this uh, podcast. And uh, he's got another interview lined up. I know he's trying to talk to other people. So is there coverage of it? Yes. Is there like minute-by-minute minute coverage? No. And there wouldn't have been probably anyway. So I don't want to make it too big of a deal, but normally, normally they don't mind our presence there. Uh, on on Friday, they appeared to not want us to be there, and that, it was that was pretty um, apparent. Yeah, is that fair? Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I don't I'm know trying to do this in a way where I'm not because I, I I'm not in the mood to make more enemies today. I've I've got plenty. Um. But it's all good. We got there is coverage, and it's uh, it's on the site, and there will be more coverage this afternoon. It's like I said, Zach's already done it. I've just got to go in and edit it. So I didn't really know we we're gonna have a Pete Dammel show today, but he said something else that was he, he wrote the story on Quinn Ewers. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't say that earlier. Um, I had an interesting thing on Twitter that I don't know that, frankly, he believes or that I believe, but I thought it was interesting fodder in case this Big 12 SEC thing does slow down. And But I don't think it's going to. I think it moves through pretty quickly. Okay. But in case it doesn't. I th this is five tweets from Pete Thamel earlier today. He says, if OU and Texas came to the SEC prior to 2023, assuming they escaped the grant of rights, CBS would presumably have access to Red River and their home games. CBS has shown in past SEC realignments that they aren't going to pay more money for those games. CBS has been very cheap. I believe that is actually true. I don't think CBS is paying more money for anything at this point. I think that's true. Um, so there's likely no financial bump for the rest of the SEC from CBS in the short term. There could, in quotes, be some legal wrangling over whether CBS actually owns those games, but that seems unlikely to work. The other dynamic here is the Big 12 Conference, Com Commissioner uh, Bob Bowlesby, is daring OU Texas ESPN to give them reasons to get litigious. Um, ESPN doesn't have full control of SEC TV rights until 2024, which would be the final one OU and Texas are in Big 12. That's a long way to say that market and legal forces could lead to some patience here. Also, exit fees are giant at north of $150 million combined. The juice may not be worth the squeeze when you judge cost and legal, legal, legal risk with seemingly limited potential return because of CBS. Okay. I don't really agree, but I I kind of forgot about the CBS angle to this, if I'm honest, over the last week. 
I kind of focused on ESPN so much that, yeah. that that slipped my mind. It's a good point. Series of well-written tweets. Um, look, I'm not going to pretend to be better connected than Pete Thamel. I'm not. But I have talked to people who more and more consistently say they'll be stunned if they're not in the oh, league. Oh, sure. 20, and I agree. 2022. Yeah, I agree. Um, Frankly, nobody wants this long-range lame duck thing. And if one more team leaves, the whole freaking thing falls apart anyway. The juice is worth the squeeze if it's not $150 million. Yeah, so here's the thing. and it, it's I wrote about this a little bit, I, I think, in 10 Thoughts. Um, it's It's... It's how long does the Big Twelve want to be petty? Not a long time. You know, I mean, it's a motion right now. If and I've said this before, if you're Kansas and a home opens up, you take it, and that blows it up. If you're Iowa State, and yes, behind the scenes, Iowa State is absolutely trying to get into the Big Ten. If you're Iowa State and the Big Ten finally goes, okay, yes. you're in. Yeah. If Texas Tech can find a way into the Pac-12. Yeah, and and. This is where the Baylors and the TCUs of the world. I mean, honestly, if one of those schools got, if Texas Tech got an offer from the Pac-12, you're gone. If if Baylor gets an offer from the American, they have to at least think about it. They have to at least contemplate it. Because you can't run the risk of being, hey, we're going to be petty. And for four football seasons, we're going to make you suffer. All right, cool. Come June 30th, 2025, mm -hmm. the suffering moves to the other foot, and man, it is one hell of suffering at that point. Like, you might be done at that point. And so when people start looking at, hey, what is this 2025 schedule going to look like? Let's talk about the 2025 schedule. Mm -hmm. Because somebody in the room at Baylor, at TCU, what are the other schools in that league? Kansas State. They're raising their hands and saying, hey, um, we do this. Who do we play in 2025? 2026. If we're not in a league. It's a fair question. And the odds of one of these leagues going, hey, we're going to let you in, but we'll wait till 2025. Like the Americans not going to want them to wait. They're going to. No. I mean, if, if, if Kansas were to kind of back channel, say, Hey, we'll join the American. All right, well, come on. Because we're going to make you our headliner for basketball season. Kansas is in the American. Done. I mean, you don't think that's a big ticket item if you're selling basketball tickets to the University of Memphis, do you? Yeah, Cincinnati suddenly is pretty geeked. They're pretty pumped, yeah. So, yeah, I, I just don't see a scenario where it gets that far. And I get where the, the – the pack, the Big Twelve is pissy and feels like they've but been pissy only lasts so long. Feels like they've been cheated on and feels like they they want to be litigious. I get it, but it doesn't really it doesn't really stand up under practical scrutiny long term. And if you're Texas and Oklahoma, I mean, at some point here fairly soon, you're going to get sick of this, and you're going to go to the table and go okay. You could hold us to the table for 150. What if we gave you 60? What if we gave you exit money? We blew this thing up. Yeah. Hey, guess what? You guys go to the American, but you do it with a $12 million balloon. 
That's where I think this is headed. I've always kind of thought it was headed to some sort of compromise. Well, typically it does because nobody needs that long-term collateral thing. Well, because if you're Texas and Oklahoma, at some point you go, okay, I tell you what, man, I tell you guys what, if we're going to do this for four years, we're going to hire people, and if we even hear of a phone call between you and another league, we're suing. You can't even make a phone call. No text, no DM, no nothing, and we'll find it. You want to do it that way? You want to play this game? Okay, let's play it all the way out. And that's when they're going to say, let's, let's get out of here. Kansas can't play this game. If you're, if you're the people at Kansas, you probably could beg your way into the Big, the Big Ten. You probably could beg your way into the Pac-12. Are you really going to run the risk of waiting four years to see? Hell no. And a school like Texas Tech, that it's going to be really hard to talk your way into one of those kinds of leagues. Here's what's interesting to me, and I keep hearing it, Chase. I keep hearing it. And I know everybody goes, well, it's through 2036 and their grant of rights and blah, blah, blah. I keep hearing a lot of talk about ACC schools looking at this and saying, whoa. What are, what are we going to do? And specifically, what is creating that angst is sure. the SEC is schools are going to divide up how much in 2024? How much in 2025? So for 11 years, we're going to run the risk. For 11 years, we're going to run the risk of those schools making 225 to 250% of more than we make in their TV deal. There's a lot of pressure on the ACC right now as all this begins to tie together. There's a lot of pressure on the ACC right now being exerted by Clemson, Florida State, Miami to say, hey, add somebody or add somebodies to this league, Notre Dame mm-hmm. specifically. Yeah. Get some names. Let's Get some names in here so that we can go renegotiate a TV deal that competes with the SEC's deal. And let's try to make it the power two and not let them become the power one. Yes. And so if they can't get that done, and there's no guarantee that Notre Dame's going to go, yeah, yeah, we'll do it. There's no guarantee of that. If they can't get that done, those schools are going to get increasingly antsy. And the idea of, well, you know, we just wait till 2036. Okay. I mean, in what room does that, does someone say, okay, we'll just wait till 2036. Okay, go. All right. See you guys in 10 years. That's not how that works. No, that makes no sense in any And, and, in any and the, the ADs and such look at that and say, that's not a competitive situation. We, we have to compete. And that's where a lot of the – I realize this is the, the big bad media talking, but that's where a lot of this is coming from. It's coming from people at these schools are surveying the landscape and going, whoa, what the SEC has is power, and it's coming soon, and it's guaranteed – and we have to compete with it. And right now, except for the Big Ten to some degree, nobody else has any mechanism whatsoever to compete with that money. Yeah, no. And here's the deal. unless The ACC and the Big Ten are the only people who will have any chance. Because even the Pac-12, adding the names that they potentially can add, nothing. Right. It, it, it is just, it's not the eyeballs. It's not the footprint that moves enough needles. Which is what that. leads to the conversation of a handful of Pac-12 schools Heading elsewhere. Reaching out yeah. to the Big Ten and reaching out to the SEC. I'm going. If you're me. Oregon today. Big Ten sounds nice. The Big Ten sounds wonderful. Yeah. Right? 
and a natural fit. Yeah. If you're the University of Washington and the Big Ten reached out to you today, your answer is yes. Yeah. Done. Yes. I'm leaving my Pac-12 right here. Yeah. Keep everything, honey. I'm out. Yeah. I'm off to form a new life. Keep everything. The house is yours. The dogs are yours. I'm out. Washington State can have it all. Take it all. Which makes you wonder if you're USC, if you're UCLA. Mm, they know that. If you and I can sit here in Oxford, Mississippi and figure that out, and we're absolutely right, by the yeah. way. The president at SC somewhere. He, he probably thought about this and thought, you know, they might leave. And if they leave, it really weakens this league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Tyson Drugs and G&M Pharmacy. They deliver locally in the Oxford area. They're with G&M located on South Lamar, 662-236-2222. They also offer MedSync to fill your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you, whether it be one delivery or one carry out there from the pharmacy. So head in, see all the different ways community pharmacy can do a lot for you, whether it be Tyson Drugs on the Square in Holly Springs or G&M here in Oxford. Again, that's 662-236-2222. Yeah, I'm going to get back to a reader here in a minute, but I don't okay. want to lose this. Okay. I don't know exactly where Mark is quoting this from, but I believe okay. this quote to be accurate. Okay. Where he says, at Ohio State, Gene Smith threw Kevin Warren right under the bus. Said, I was on the search committee to hire the commissioner. We did not recommend Kevin Warren. Oh. I don't know when that happened or what the context of that quote is, but I believe that quote to be basically accurate. Really? Ohio State, I can tell you this. I yeah, said yeah. this the other day on a show that got the host pretty mad. Yeah. Ohio State and Michigan are not happy. Yeah, sure. They're not happy with where they are today. They're not happy with how they got to where they are today. And they're not confident at all in their future. And there are four schools out west that they could add that really changes their deal and solidifies that league. Washington, Oregon, Stanford, and Cal. Right. Stanford and Cal are very prestigious academic institutions. That allow the Big Ten people to puff their chest and go look at us. We're smarter than everyone sure. else. Yeah. And then you add those demographics. You expand your league. You, it enables you to go back to your TV partners and renegotiate an already lucrative deal. And it allows the Big Ten network to add those states. And in case you haven't noticed, California is a big state. It allows you to add that to your carriage fees. Right. It makes a ton of sense. It does. USC is aware of that, and that's why USC is like, hey, we're going to kind of quietly explore some things. Mm -hmm. And people say, well, that makes no sense until the SEC or someone like that looks at it and goes, SC is in Los Angeles. That's a good market. And so it just keeps going. It just keeps moving. And that's why when people, people who know say, no, maybe it's not going to end up being like super leagues, just one super league after another, but it might. Because it, all of these things that we're talking about start to make There's sense. There's self-preservation with everybody in it. Because now that Texas and Oklahoma are out, at worst, by 2025, even if you believe the legalese, and I don't, you don't either, but let's just say it's right. Well, okay, now you have a hard date of July the 1st, 2025, the world's going to change, and you better be ready for it. Feels like a commercial. The world's going to change. Be ready. Uh, speaking of uh, the world changing and travel and all of those things, uh, a lot of things are ever 
constantly changing in travel because of the pandemic and all of the restrictions and that kind of thing. If you are trying to arrange a trip, you want to make sure that you know about all that's going on. I would highly recommend John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Get in touch with John. Kind of tell him what you're thinking about. Give him some parameters and a budget. He'll give you options. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or send him an email at jedwards at regencytravel.net. Also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well at Grenada Nissan. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. Also brought to you by Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial and residential family homes, 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Also brought to you by Alpha Specialties, located at 1670 and Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi. It's your trailer-specific professional. If you want to haul it, they can call it at Alpha They're the premium trailer dealership in Mississippi. They've got load trail. They have Hallmark cargo trailers. They can build, uh, work with third parties to have game day trailers, concession trailers built just for you. Spare tires and wheels starting at $100, a full selection of trailer parts and accessories, all types of truck accessories, a uh, yearly trailer service and inspection at Alpha's full service shop. Get 10% off that if you just tell them you heard about it on the podcast. 601. 932-9798 or check them out at alphaofms.com again alphaofms.com mention the rogue they uh, sponsor our weekly interview with chance campbell i did it yesterday we'll bring that to you probably tomorrow is my guess it's brought to you by the rogue the rogue is your destination for fine men's clothing their hand style their stylist hand select pieces from top designers from work to lifestyle to nightlife, there's something uh, for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, and more. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or at therogue.com. And we're brought to you by Joey Erickson at Heron Gear Chevrolet. Let Joey help you find the vehicle you're looking for at a price you can afford. Choose from a full service of new Chevy vehicles or get a great deal on numerous brands of reliable pre-owned vehicles 662-571-2367 or stop by 1685 high street in jackson to test drive that new or used vehicle you've been wanting and let joey earn your business podcast that's brought to you by visit oxford visit oxfordms.com is the website go to the events page see everything coming up here locally as um you know, as August gets here, students back in town, more events happening, more things on the calendar. So check that locally every single day and week, including bus tours starting back here soon and much, much more. Tomorrow, you got the back-to-school supply drive with Ole Miss Women's Basketball, 2 to 4 there on the uh, the square. If you bring some supplies, that is your ticket to take a, a special bus tour at 3 p.m. And all school supplies will be donated and distributed between the Oxford and Lafayette schools. So good activity there between 2 and 4 again on the square in front of city city hall here in oxford um i don't know do you know this guy named mark ryan uh no who is mark ryan he's programming director at espn upstate in spartan greenville spartanburg clemson area Mm, okay no okay so i have no idea whether he's awesome awful or anywhere in between okay okay yeah sure he has a check mark though well, that means nothing, but sure, go ahead. Uh, per a reliable source, I don't have a check mark. Well, you haven't tried to get a check mark. It's true, but I don't have one. 
per reliable source, Clemson and Florida State have reached out to the SEC about joining the SEC. The SEC is concerned that streaming numbers for Clemson, Florida State, don't bring what Oklahoma, Texas do. Says Notre Dame's the only, quote, free agent left that would, quote, add to the pot. For what that's worth. I'm just not 100% sure Florida State's as appealing as they think they are. That's nothing for me. Uh, No. If I'm ESPN, for example, and someone goes, you can have Florida State to the SEC, what do I get? Do I have another option? What what do I get? I I get Texas. Sure. We can make fun of Texas, and I like to make fun of Texas, but Texas is a big brand. Florida State is the number three school in its state from a, do I have any interest in watching? Do I care anything about the University of Miami? No, but I'd rather watch Miami than Florida State if I'm just having to pick one and check out a game. All right, this is from the Wall Street Journal. Our buddy Jeffrey sent this to us. If you want to get mad, get mad at the Wall Street Journal. Okay. Okay, don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at Jeffrey. You can get mad at Chet over here, but don't get mad at me. Sure. It's the Wall Street Journal. Yep. College football value rankings. Okay. 2008. 2018 value. I don't know how they determined this. There's a big story about how they did it. I don't know. Number one in the country is Texas. Most value. Sure. This is brands and that kind of thing. Yeah, sure. Ohio State's two. Alabama's three. Michigan's four. Notre Dame's five. Georgia's six. Oklahoma's seven. Auburn is eight. LSU is nine. Tennessee is ten. You know, we can split hairs about this, okay? Sure. You can split all the hairs you want. You can fight this and throw But the top 20 is the top 20 no matter what, sure. Okay, so speaking of, 11, Florida. 12, Texas A&M. 13, Penn State, followed by Wisconsin, Nebraska, Arkansas, South Carolina, Iowa, and Michigan State rounding out the top 20. 21 is Oregon, 22 is Ole Miss, 23 is USC, 24 is UCLA, 25 is Arizona State, Florida State's 27th, Clemson is 26th. I read the SEC. You can argue brands, you can argue this, you can go Arkansas is way too high, by the way I kind of agree with you, but this is the Wall Street Journal and I'm sure they have some stuff. Ole Miss is Ole Miss. They're is, not biased for Ole Miss and Arkansas. No, I mean it's it's basically the entire damn SEC outside of Vanderbilt. And so, if you're looking at who do you want to add, and now that you've added Texas and Oklahoma, you've added two top ten, yeah, brands. You have about the whole damn list to your basically. league, yeah. And so, if you're going to add anybody, again, I go back to number one. Actually, I went back to there. Go Texas, Ohio State. Alabama, Michigan, Notre Dame, Georgia, Oklahoma, Auburn, LSU, Tennessee. So six through ten is all SEC. One is SEC and three is SEC. So it stands to reason that if you were going to say, hey, let's add something that would work. Hell, if I'm the SEC, I call Notre Dame. I know you think you're too good for us, but you guys like money, huh? Yeah. Just saying, we're here. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you don't want to, okay. Yeah, don't give you it don't, if you don't like money, okay, it's cool. We'll just beat you in the playoffs. You can go right. to the ACC. Yeah, make less money. Yeah, because well, ESPN goes. Wait a minute, we get Notre Dame. Yeah, so we get Alabama, Notre Dame again. Yeah. In, yeah. 
Texas Notre Dame. You don't think Texas Notre Dame would be a big game on ESPN on Saturday night, do you? Yeah. My ball there. <laughs> so I, that's what, but to your point, if you say, hey, you get Florida State, Alabama, I don't okay. care. No, no. Can I just have Alabama, Florida instead of Alabama, Florida State? Because I'd rather have Alabama, Florida. Yeah. Give me the Gators. Yeah. It's a sexier thing. Yeah. If someone goes, you can have Tennessee, Florida State. <laughs> yeah. Just give me Tennessee, LSU. I'd rather have that. It's fascinating. I mean, there's always something. That's today's things. There'll be more to tomorrow and the next day. Um, you can probably Chance Campbell tomorrow on the show. I think when we're running that again, we're we're recording with Keith Carter tomorrow. I have no idea if that's being run tomorrow or the next day. We'll figure that out. And let you guys know. But nonetheless, uh, kind of a uh, a schedule for what is coming up the rest of the week, um, and then whatever else uh, pops as we go. A lot of RebelGrove.com. More recruiting coming up. Um, and then leading into uh, practice starting again, at least no later than this weekend, even though we don't not 100% sure about that. So pretty sure about the stream. You guys kind of dictated some uh, some content that was fun today. And all the people who listen wherever you are, we'll talk to you again tomorrow. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.